Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast, and today I'm going to do a solo episode. I know most of the solos are with John, but today uh, I'm going to share something with you that I shared at last year's live event in both Minneapolis and in Noosa, Australia. Now, usually presentations are a little more react, uh, interactive, if you will, and so some of this might not come across as well as it could, but I think you'll get the gist of what I'm trying to get across. And just so you know, if you're listening to this on a podcast player, if you're in Spotify, you can watch the video. Otherwise, head over to YouTube. I would recommend watching the video with this. It'll make a little more sense than... Uh, just listening on the podcast. But I hope you get the point across. The point of this presentation was for me to kind of share where I think we're going in e-commerce and where we're specifically going in high-ticket dropshipping. And so I hope through this podcast, I get across what I'm trying to get across. But without further ado, let's let's get into my presentation uh, for, for no audience here. Uh, on, it was called Content to Commerce. And so uh, let me share that screen and uh, let's go ahead and do this. All right, so make sure this is sharing correctly. Looks great. Again, if you're not on video, I would recommend uh, pulling this up in Spotify where you can see it or pulling this up into uh, YouTube so you can watch uh, the slides here. It'll make a little more sense. Again, this presentation was interactive in person and it'll be less interactive here. And by the way, you want to watch this stuff and you're in our course, come to the next live event, dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash live. Come join us in Salt Lake City this summer. And if you're not a student of our course, then jump in our course and then come join us in Salt Lake City this summer. We'd love to have you. Dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash live. All right. So this presentation was called a content to commerce. And I started with by saying, raise your hand if the words, I just need to get more sales from my ads have left your lips. And wouldn't you know it, most of the room uh, raised their hand. So in the beginning, you have to run Google ads to get sales, period. You're dead in the water without them in high-ticket dropshipping. It's like an easy button for traffic and sales when you first start. And you can get to seven figures just running Google Ads and to a lesser extent, bing. And it becomes addicting if I just tweak my ads. And to an extent, you can, right? Better remarketing, layering audiences, SCAGs, DSAs, tightening your funnel, isolating keywords, etc. There's a lot that you can do to get your ads just a little bit better if I just get a little more sales for my ads. But here's the catch. It's a trap. You're boxing yourself into a corner and you start becoming dependent on the ads. And I'm not here to sugarcoat things. Your ad costs, they're only going to go up. It's simple supply and demand. There are There's only so much supply, which is impression share. And as more businesses open up to serve those keywords, demand will continue to rise as well. And when you have rising demand and fixed supply, prices go up. That is simple economics. So it's a vicious cycle and there's no end in sight to that problem. And the bigger issue here is this ad-only strategy has two significant limitations. One, we just discussed the rocketing ad costs. And two, it's linear growth. Meaning you put a dollar in and you get $10 in sales. And theoretically... You put in 100, you get 1,000. You put in 1,000, you get 10,000. 10,000 get 100, et cetera. Uh, it doesn't quite work like that. There's only so much impression share. Plus, when you are reliant on these ads, what happens when those ads underperform? Or the costs get too high? Or the platform changes their algorithm? All of your eggs are in one basket, and that's a risky position to be in. 
Now, don't get me wrong. We must continue running Google ads. Everyone in here, everyone on this call, if you're watching this, you should be running the best fucking Google ads possible. And you can do so by learning the way we do it in Dropship Breakthrough. And John and I continue to give you more that we do, the boundaries we're pushing on Google ads. And you must be running the best ads possible. Like there's no way around that, but you got to find a way to set yourself free from this ad dependence so you can grow exponentially, meaning one plus one equals two and two plus two equals four, four plus four equals eight. Now, how do we do that? Well, you do that via word of mouth. So no one's clicking your ad and then telling someone they clicked your ad and they must go click your ad too. That's not quite how it works. I think that happens with content. So at this point in this presentation, it was roughly midday at both of them. And I said, Apple people, raise your hand. So if you're not driving, if you're watching this somewhere, uh, swipe, pull out your phone, pull out your Apple device and swipe to the right. What does your screen time say? Are you enjoying the show? Are you getting loads of value? That's amazing. If you can do John and I one quick favor, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, leave a review. All of these things help us to reach more people, change more lives. And it's one small thing we ask of you. So again, hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button if you're on a podcast player and leave a review if you're on iTunes or if you're on Spotify, we appreciate it very, very much. And it was middle of the day and we had multiple people say hours of screen time that day. And they were at a fucking conference, right? So we're all consuming content every day. And that's not even counting the other ways we consume that aren't tracked via a screen time on our phone. But the beauty of this is the internet has allowed us to have content just for us. I love the internet and you should too. And I think Gary Vee is right in my opinion that your business will need to create written video or audio content at scale. If you want to exist in the next five to 10 years, I don't think you can start a drop shipping, a high ticket dropshipping business 10 years from now and run Google ads and be successful. I think the entire landscape is changing. And that was my thesis for creating this uh, presentation. And I don't think I'm wrong. I think other people have said this too. I just want to relate it to high ticket dropshipping. So what does written video and audio content actually look like in a high ticket dropshipping business? So it's SEO, YouTube or short form content and podcasts right? Now you should understand how important SEO, SEO is by now. John and I don't shut up about it. Uh, in fact, as this is coming out, I'm just wrapping up the new version of the SEO course inside of Dropship Breakthrough. And I think anyone in there is going to love it and get even more results. So I think if you can get SEO right, you can truly change the trajectory of your business. I want to show you an example. So I joined, the, joined this business here. Again, make sure you're watching this stuff on video. And you can see the year before I joined, 7% of users, 7,000 users, and $0 revenue from organic traffic. The first year I was part of this business, 27% of users, 76,000 users, and $854,000 in revenue from organic traffic. Year number two of focusing on this, 43% of users, nearly a quarter million people, and $2.3 million in revenue from organic traffic. So it just begins to snowball. There's, there's a reason John and I don't shut up about SEO and that those couple slides were it, right? Uh, let's talk about podcasts. How many of you are in our course? If you're listening to this in your inner course, um, and specifically I was speaking to people in the room, how many of you are here right now? Because you originally found us on the dropship podcast, nearly everybody in the room raised their hand. That is how John and I put out content, but that's not where I started. So, um, this one called the Take Consistent Action Podcast was my first show. I had no idea what I was doing. I really wish the audio was still available because I was terrible. I had no idea what I was doing speaking. 
and uh, was very unsure myself and had severe imposter syndrome, but it still made me two to three K a month affiliate marketing, a course I was taking at the time where I was literally on the show, just talking about my journey and interviewing other people who were doing it too. Ecom Fire was my next little jaunt into podcasting. And this is the first one we went hard on and we started making shorts. We made five to 10 K a month in affiliate fees and even more in coaching. And we were putting out content every single day. So a podcast, I believe once a week, if not twice a week. And the three of us each put out two pieces of content a week. So we each had two days a week and we filled six out of the seven days a week with short form content. That is also where I met my future business partners by putting out this content and coaching them and then bringing me on as uh, part of the team. And to, to date, that is the biggest partnership I've ever been part of. It was um, a business that I had a lot of fun working with those two gentlemen on. And we grew from 1 million in revenue to 10 million or 11 million in revenue in just two years by again, focusing on doing the work and um, content. Next one is the, the BK show. So if you're listening to this and you haven't heard of the BK show, I started this for fun during COVID. Uh, I had exited uh, an e-commerce business right before COVID was still working on Paramount Pet Health, but I didn't have much else going on. And so I started the BK show for fun and just started interviewing all the super interesting people I'd been meeting at masterminds and events. If you're not a fan, check out the BK show on your favorite podcast player and be sure to leave a five-star review. Uh, but I made around a thousand dollars a month recommending courses and whatnot. And this led to even more consulting opportunities, which was much more than the one K a month that I was recommending courses and whatnot. It also led to John and I coming together. So there's an episode on there of me interviewing John, and it turns into John and I just giving away the entire high-ticket dropshipping business model, much like we do here on the Dropship Podcast. But I had so much fun that in the middle of the show, I bought dropshippodcast.com. And at first, it was John and I on a Patreon. We were charging $5 per episode, and we had dozens and dozens of people on there paying 5 bucks per episode. We eventually shifted that into the free feed as, that you're listening to now and just continued to put out content and we haven't stopped. We haven't looked back since. And it's led over $2 million in revenue, which is crazy. Um, all right. For a podcast, consistency is paramount. Never stop publishing. If you look at the graph on the screen, it is wild how long it takes to get the ball rolling. So according to Amplify and Pod News, 44% of the podcasts in existence have less than three episodes. Right? So this just speaks to how many people quit. I can attest to that owning a course business and working with other people. Your only way to fail is to quit. So 44% of podcasts have less than three episodes and 18% of podcasts have more than 10 episodes. And only 4% of all the podcasts in existence are releasing a weekly episode. Again, the only way to fail is quit. If you look at these numbers, the first month John and I started putting out dropship podcasts that you're listening to right now with thousands of other people, 235 people listened the whole month. All of the episodes combined, 235 people. The next month, 600 people. And then 1K, 2K, 3K, 5K, 6K, 9K, 11, oh, 14, 21. And eventually, uh, at, by the time of putting out this um, presentation last July, we were at 40K a month. So in the beginning, when it's 235 people and it's my mother-in-law and my friend Bo and you know a couple friends I've asked to go check it out and leave a review so that we can get the ball rolling here, it would have been really easy to quit. It would have been really easy to see no one cares and just stop showing up. But consistency is paramount. Never stop publishing and just keep showing up. <laughs> I mentioned that there's someone in the course doing this already. Uh, at that event, there was someone there who was about to release their podcast. Uh, Amir is her name. And she is selling to modern moms. And she was going to put, put out a podcast speaking to that exact audience and probably mention the products. 
that she sells. And that's how you would build an audience of like-minded people. I want to give you a few other examples of some more prominent na names that are doing this. So if you're watching this, I, I would ask you, who is this, right? Uh, this is Andy Frisella. He had a podcast called the motherfucking CEO project. <laughs> he also uh, currently renamed it and called it the real as fuck podcast. Andy has some interesting views on the world economic forum and, and things of that uh, out. But uh, like, honestly, he's got a lot of great views too about business and he's built in an unbelievable business in first form. Maybe you bought some supplements from them or know somebody who sells those at your local gym that according to the internet does $20 million in revenue per year. So these two podcasts are huge. He's very big in the business category. He has a very, very big business. He runs the Arate Syndicate Mastermind and has filled that easily uh, through running his business and having these podcasts, right? Uh, as well as many, many speaking opportunities coming from being uh, someone with an audience that people uh, want to hear speak. Again, um, cast your judgment aside however you feel about Andy, it's incredible what he's done. It's incredible what he's built. And he is just one example of what a podcast can do for you. Um, let's talk about YouTube in short form here. So TV, when I was a kid, was awful compared to today, where you can watch exactly what you're into. So when I grew up, it was, uh, I'm sure some of you can relate. Maybe not. Maybe this makes me old. Power Rangers, when you're home, and you're like 10 years old, coming home from school, and Power Rangers is on. Like they had the after-school content. They had Saturday and Sunday morning content. And you, uh, as my wife would say to our kids, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's what you had for TV. There was no options. Uh, nowadays, you can watch whatever you're into. And that is the beauty of YouTube and short-form content. So I would ask you listening to this, do you know what an albatross is or a fried egg or a snowman? Um, when I worked for a golf company or when, we, when I owned a golf company, um, our, our customers knew who that was. Our people definitely knew what those words meant, right? And so your people have their own language and their own unique content that they want to watch. And you can make that content and build an audience of your ideal customers and then simply mention your product. And I want to give you a couple examples of people who do just that. Love them, hate them. Uh, this gentleman has the fastest growing beverage brand of all time. So Logan Paul and KSI it built Prime. Uh, you know, they got a wonderful team behind them, but it is simply their status, their influencer status, the content that they put out that has allowed them to create such a huge brand. And again, I'm giving you some big, big examples here to get your mind spinning uh, and thinking differently. And here's the biggest example of all, Mr. Beast, the biggest YouTuber of all time. And he's simply mentioning his chocolate and has an enormous chocolate band, chocolate brand. Maybe you tried some of his feastables. Uh, and he's not putting out content about chocolate. He's putting out the content that drives an audience and mentioning feastables and other things that Jimmy is a part of. And I'm sure he's going to go on to do even greater things. He's much, much younger than me, and he is unbelievably impressive. So if you're not a Mr. Beast fan, I don't think we can be friends. I don't understand how anybody could dislike what he is or what he's doing. Uh, next up, if you're watching on the screen, I'd be curious if any of you know who this is. Uh, so I'm a bit of a weather nerd. In some ways, I grew up wanting to be a meteorologist. Uh, I would, uh, man, this is going to date me. I would take the boombox and I would hit play and record on the cassette. So it would record me and I'd be like, hey, this is meteorologist Benjamin James with your Fox 9 weather. And I would, I would pretend that I am a meteorologist and I was doing the weather. And um, I still enjoy it today. So I watched this guy. His name's Ryan Hall. His channel is Ryan Hall, y'all, if you want to check him out. Uh, and he talks about the weather. And he shares forecasts and he's a little bit nerdy about it. And I kind of like all that nerdiness. 
Uh, for example, you shouldn't worry about humidity. You should worry about dew point. And if you don't understand what that means, um, this is why I, I'm a little bit more into it. And that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. But he has shopryanhall.com where he sells weather tools, weather meters, wind meters, weather alert radios, and much more. And I think you could probably go into the higher ticket items. And I bet he does pretty well, again, simply putting out content that he likes to put out to his ideal customer. I'd be curious how many people watching the video know who this is. So I was turned on to them by a friend, uh, and these two gentlemen, Busta Jack, simply play golf. That's it. They just play golf. And they're not even that good at it. <laughs> but I could watch them all day long. Genuinely, I think I could watch these guys play golf poorly uh, while they record themselves. They're just regular dudes. And uh, at the time of recording this, they were uh, filming 50 courses in 50 states. And if they simply pointed this traffic somewhere, they would crush it. No doubt in my mind. And maybe they have at this point. Again, I haven't uh, circled back to them since this presentation. I was watching them quite a bit before this. Uh, again, just two regular dudes playing golf. In fact, it almost inspired me and my buddy to just start recording our rounds because we're not that good either. We're okay. And we like to play cool courses. And it'd be really cool to make a business out of that and write that all off. And who knows where you could point that. Uh, how many of you know who this is? If you're watching on video and you've never seen this before, I'd be shocked, right? This is Red Bull. This is a guy jumping from outer space, essentially, uh, from the stratosphere, I think. Um, but we all know it's Red Bull. And you can't go to RedBull.com and find content that says, what is an energy drink? Energy drinks versus coffee. Are energy drinks better than five-hour energy? Like, they don't have a need for that type of content because they put out content where you constantly repeat their name. They put out cool content and you repeat their name. And if you're into that cool stuff, you probably drink Red Bull. Um, and that seems like a dream business to me. Can you just make cool fucking content that gets people to say your name a lot and buy your shit? That sounds like fun to me. And so how does this actually show up in your business? What could, uh, how could content play a role in your business, right? So I like to look at general audience building, top of the funnel, shopping content, middle to bottom of the funnel and post sale, which is like a word of mouth engine. And so the general audience building top of the funnel, this is the stuff we've been discussing. So podcasting in your space, hosting experts, interviewing high achievers in your space or the influencers in your space. I can imagine if you are a fitness equipment person, you could simply go interview the big names in fitness. Like when you have a podcast, you have access to people that you wouldn't normally have access to. Hey, you want to come on my podcast? is much more intriguing of an ask than, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? Hey, uh, how about letting me write a guest blog post on your site to get a backlink? A podcast opens up a ton of doors and allows you to have conversations you wouldn't normally have. And you end up building relationships through that uh, that you wouldn't normally have. I cannot recommend podcasting enough. Certainly, I'm a little bit biased, but I have a face for radio. Man, even if you're watching this on video, I've got a face for radio and maybe I've got a decent voice, I guess. I have no idea. But I like to talk and I'm curious. And so if you like to talk and you're curious, start a podcast in your space. Maybe it's YouTube short form content that you could do in your business, right? So it doesn't have to be the how-to like you see John and I do, which by the way, if you're not a fan of our YouTube channel, go check it out or our podcast. We do the same thing over there. A lot of how-to content. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. So I stumbled on, um, first off, I don't go on Facebook very much. I really don't like the platform, if I'm honest. It just doesn't do anything for me. Maybe it's the, you know, I'm still, I've still got all the friends from high school, which uh, I haven't seen in 20 years and I could care less. And maybe that's why I'm not a big fan of the platform, but I'll, I'll be on there for 17 seconds. And uh, 
that gets me to scroll to the videos. And sometimes the videos are intriguing. And so one day I stumbled into a few of these things. Uh, one being the lawn mowing guy, which is like a guy knocking on doors and then just like edging sidewalks and mowing lawns and landscaping. The landscape guy was on there. And then there was a pressure washing guy. Uh, you know, again, Facebook's going to keep showing you what you're into. So they showed me that too of somebody pressure washing a driveway, making it look better. And I have no idea why uh, those types of videos drew me in, but they drew me in, right? And these guys have businesses on the back of it. So um, what can you put out? What, what kind of content can you put out that is just entertaining to your people? If you had a woodworking business, could you be the woodworking guy? Could you hire someone to be the woodworking guy and you just put that out? Um, if you owned a pellet grill site, could you just put out what you're cooking that day? I'll give you a better example. Blendtec, a high-speed blender company, put out a content called Will It Blend? where they blended iPhones and glow sticks and even a rake handle. Do you think that content went viral and people talked about Blendtec and the high-speed blender? Yep, it sure, it sure did. I'm sure plenty of you remember Will It Blend. I think at the conference where we were doing this, we mentioned uh, one of my old sites selling pellet grills, um, and we just dreamt, will it smoke? Uh, <laughs> will it um, bake, I guess? Uh, will it grill? We could do all sorts of stuff. And... Um, I think there, there's a lot of interesting ideas that you can do in your industry. Again, to spread word of mouth and just create great content. Um, the other part of this would be like inspirational before or after before or after type of things. So fitness would be a great place for this. Backyard improvements, installation. If you have someone using the product, uh, if you sold uh, you know little kids equipment, outdoor equipment and, and swings and things like that. I imagine some of your avatars are mom who wants a break. Uh, so could you show a mom sipping a glass of wine while you show... Uh, excited little children playing on on the equipment. Could you show uh, just excited little kids in general, which is going to get your other avatar, grandma and grandpa, who want to buy this stuff for their grandkids? That's a good example. I, I, I imagine all of you have an after state, right? People are buying your products to go from before state to an after state. Can you show people with your products in their after state? Uh, that's very simple, inspirational type content. How to, so just how to do things in your industry. I think all of you listening to this have products that people are using for a purpose. Can you show them how to do that? Or maybe they're not using it for a purpose that you can show. Um, but you can show the person who is able to do something after using the product. So I, my mind goes to air purifiers. You might not show somebody how to use an air purifier. Maybe you will. That's definitely content you should make, but also what is their house like after using an air purifier, right? Uh, <clears throat> has there, have they, gotten less sick? Is there less dust in their house? Is there less smell in their house? Is the mold gone away? Things like that. Um, all right, back to Andy Frisella. He does this in a little bit different way. So how many of you have heard of 75 hard? Um, many people in the room did many people in the room raised their hand and said they've done it. Other people said they did it. And, uh, and then they quit like halfway. I can relate. Uh, 75 hard is this, here's the rules. You have to follow a diet. This involves no cheating and also no alcohol. And it's not the donut diet. You have to follow a diet. Uh, for 75 days without cheating. If you cheat, you have to start over. You have to work out twice a day for 45 minutes each. And one of those has to be outdoors, no matter what. doesn't matter if there's rain, snow, or a tornado. One of them has to be outdoors or you start over. You have to drink four liters or one gallon of water each day. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book, self-help or business book each day. And you have to take a progress picture every day. Now, this program is uh, 
more a test of mental fortitude than it is physical fortitude. Because again, you can just walk outside, right? And you can walk inside. But it's showing up every single day and it's hard. And wouldn't you know it, this program has has gotten quite big as well, right? And and what do you think the people of this program are going to think of Andy Frisella and First Form if they've done this and they've pushed themselves to accomplish this? They're going to talk to other people into doing it and think highly of the person who created it. Um, anyway, these are just a few of the thousands that you could come up with and you should know what your avatar wants more than anyone. You should understand the type of content your avatar wants more than me, more than anyone else you're speaking to. Uh, let's look at what like shopping content could look like here, right? So easy wins here are product comparison. Uh, if you sold air purifiers, um, there's multiple brands that have different like types of units. Uh, you're probably putting out content comparing them already uh, or comparing brands. Well, grab a couple of them and actually compare them on a video. Super easy win. Unboxing, super easy win. If you have returns coming to your business, this is an opportunity to use these returns as video content uh, before you then sell open box and recoup your cash. Uh, you were someone else using the item product reviews from customers. Uh, I'll give you a little tip here. If you sell to women and, and I mean, no offense to women in this, but uh, offer Starbucks gift cards for reviews, video reviews specifically, you will almost, <laughs> almost never get a no. Um, honestly, <laughs> it feels like a, 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 a hack of some sorts. Women, apparently cannot say no to Starbucks gift cards. So uh, hopefully I didn't offend anybody with that, but that's true. It, it works. Uh, testimonial, same thing. We were at the event. We mentioned testimonials. We had multiple students who were loving the event. They were loving um, the course, things like that. And they were willing to do a testimonial for us. John and I are now able to use those testimonials as part of our marketing, same way you would. And honestly, there's thousands of more, right? So think about the problem your customer is trying to solve and help them solve it whether they give you their credit card or not. I learned this from my friend, George, and it's so true. Be selfless. Nobody needs the product you're selling for the most part. So help them solve the problem, whether they need it or not. Uh, do that through content and they'll probably just buy the product from you. And when we talk post-sale word of mouth engine, the number one thing you need to accomplish is taking your ideal customer to their after state. And you'll do that by actually getting someone to use your product. And so I want you to think through your product and how do you get someone to actually use it? Uh, I've often referenced this keto cookie company I helped um, think about this. I did so because I got in a little bit of a, a fender bender and he came and picked me up and drove me back uh, to my Airbnb. And the whole way back, I was just spouting this to him of like, how many times do you order something from Amazon? And, you know, think of these keto cookies and they just show up and you throw them in the pantry and you kind of forget about them, right? <clears throat> But where this was showing up for the mom who was buying these things was she's at the park. And I said, write this in an email. You're at the park. Little Billy's uh, got boogers running out of his nose. He's got a, a diaper that needs changing. You're frustrated. You're late for your next thing. And you're just like, screw it. I'm just going to grab McDonald's on the way or grab fast food or grab whatever it is. Instead, pack a couple of these keto bars into the stroller so that when that happens, you have these ready to go. So don't just throw them in your pantry. Get them out and get them ready, right? Um, and I know you're saying, oh, I have high ticket products. This doesn't work. Think through this, right? Um, I was part of a golf company. We sold golf simulators and, uh, I dreamt up this idea and it never came to fruition. I think, uh, before I left the company and I know it didn't come after they just, uh, they got too big. This was unscalable, but here's, here's an idea, uh, for them. We dreamt up what we called the box, right? So what are people doing with a golf simulator? They need to use the product, uh, and they want to get better at golf for the most part. Right. And so could we put new balls in there? Because if you hit 
uh, a ball with your wedges and hit it into a screen, you're going to cut your screen just the way you cut your ball. And so you need to use new balls. So we threw some pro V's in there, which are like the number one ball in golf, right? Uh, we could throw a bag tag in there with a link to a tutorial on how to actually use the product to dial in your yardages and put your uh, yardages on a bag tag that you bring to the course. So people can mention, Hey, what is that? Hey, why are you playing golf better? And they can, Oh, I got a golf simulator. And here's a bag tag that has my yardage. You should grab one too, right? We could throw a water bottle in there and talk about how it's so important to stay hydrated so that your joints, um, don't break down so that you perform better in general, right? Uh, we could have sent a, a Yeti as well with our logo uh, and said something about for those early mornings on the golf course. There's a million things that we could do and a million things you could do, right, in your business. I'll give you an example on the pellet grill side. Um, there's a lot of things we could have done there, such as recipes. You, we, we simply could have handed them a bunch of recipes and then made an offer that says, how would you like a recipe a week in your inbox and charged – a couple bucks a month, right? Um, just to send them pellet grill recipes. And we could then make that content and uh, distribute it either through that paid platform or go put some of that out on the free feed and say, hey, want to get on our pellet grill recipe list? They look just like this. And, and again, turn that into a revenue stream in our business. We could have sent out personalized grilling tools. So imagine if somebody bought a $5,000 Memphis grill from us. If I bought one, <laughs> And a week later, the grill shows up and a box shows up with personalized grilling tools that say Kenegendorf on them. That, that would be incredible to me, right? That would be a personal touch that I'm definitely going to mention. Not only am I going to host people and cook on the grill that I bought from you, now I'm going to show them the tools. I'm going to mention your brand name. Just another opportunity to help the customer get where they're trying to go, blow them away, and also spread word of mouth, right? Uh, I could offer a coupon to our affiliate relationship with certifiedpiedmontese.com where they would offer 25% off uh, all of your orders on some high quality beef. We could take a small piece of that. We could take 5% and offer everyone 20% and you know make that a little bit of a revenue share opportunity for us as we, again, recommend some of the highest quality beef in America. There's so many ways that you can do this, right? So um, there's doesn't matter like what, what industry you're in. I have like weekly recipes here, um, gardening guides, fitness routines, coaching. There is so much that you can do to turn some of this stuff into digital products. But the most important thing that you need to think about on that back end is like getting someone to use your product. So whatever your product is, help them use the product through this content. It'll turn into a word of mouth machine. So I hope some of this gave you some ideas. I'm sure there's some people listening to saying this won't work in my niche. Um, I promise you this is where we're going. I just don't think between AI and the competition you will see in Google ads that, that we're doing this in 10 years. Uh, hopefully I'm not standing here talking to you in 10 years either. I hope, I hope we're doing something a little bit different. And um, I think you can do something different in your business. And the people that do are going to see real, um, real growth that other people aren't seeing. And that's the truth. And so we have some students doing this already. We have some uh, OG students, as I'll call them, who are crushing doing this. And um, I want to convince you to do it too. This is why I tell you you should be in an industry you love because you're going to wake up and want to create this content. You're going to be consuming this content so you know what the market's already asking for. But if you're not, you can still go figure this out. You can go see what people want and give it to them, whether that's you know top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, or post-sale or bottom of the funnel. There's an opportunity to build content and bring in your ideal customer, build an audience of your ideal customer, and you know making... An offer to those people is is much, much simpler of a process and much more likely to convert than, you know, running ads over and over and over again and hoping 
man, I sure hope I can keep running these ads. I hope these ads keep coming in one way or another. You got to create content, whether it's written video or audio. I'd like to see you do that. If you're doing this, if you're in our audience and you're doing this, reach out. I'd love to see what you're doing. I could probably offer some advice as well. Um, or if you think there's no way I can do this, I want to hear from that too. So if you're in our uh, student group uh, in Slack, say something about it in Slack. We'd love to talk about it. If you're in our Facebook group, say something in there. And then once again, I did this presentation live, probably a little better live at our live event. And we'd love to have you at the next one. Again, dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash live. If you're a student, uh, you're welcome to join us. If you're not a student, you will need to become uh, a member of our course before we would like to have you at our live event. Uh, but I know many of you are listening who are members of our course. Come join us in Salt Lake City. Uh, tickets are super early bird currently until the end of March or until uh, the number on the screen goes away. I think there's 17 left or 18 left currently as I'm recording this. And so, uh, you know, grab your ticket before the price goes up. And I look forward to seeing you in Salt Lake City in July. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.